This show has explicit language and mature themes. Can I have that lick, John? Thanks, John. Oh, hey there. Welcome to Dexplanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. I look stuff up on Wikipedia, watch some YouTube about it, and I'm going to explain it to my friend David Gerondale. How's it going today, David? Not bad. Today's a pretty nice day. It's yeah. a good fall day, if you ask me. I know. I'm getting ready for the colder weather. Yeah, me too. Doing lots of more cooking lately. Mm, me, ne- <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I, ne- uh, I never cook. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 No, you don't. Um, it's good to be back. <laughs> we took a week break, and it was... Yeah, you uh, you uh, went down to Utah. Yeah, saw my mama. Visited family and friends? My pops. I went up on the Henry Mountains and saw some wild buffaloes. Oh, really? Like American bison? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's like one of three places in the in the U.S. that has wild buffalo. Really? I had no idea that they were yeah. that far south. I kind of imagine it mostly being like uh, Montana and stuff. Yeah, it's like the Henry Mountains are around basically huge amounts of desert in every direction. And uh, so I think that but they're, they're like just a little oasis, kind of like a grassland. No, they're just like steep, steep mountains, and uh, just like regular ass like shrubs and that is trees. not where I imagine bison being. Yeah, really steep mountains. Hmm. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, wh- what are we gonna learn about today? We're gonna be learning and talking about toxoplasmosis. Oh, frickin' A. Okay. I have long thought that I actually contracted this when I was working at the animal shelter. You probably did. It affects like 23% of Americans. I thought earlier I heard you talking to somebody about something about um, making people less risk averse. And I thought, hmm, that sounds like toxoplasmosis. Yeah, I was talking to Alicia about it earlier. So, yeah, let's talk about what it is. Toxoplasmosis, it's a parasitic disease caused by the single-celled parasite Toxoplasma gondii. Yeah, I was going to say, even though it has nothing to do with Gandhi the person, I like that it is yeah. kind of... It's you know, Gandhi it seems with like two it, eyes. Yeah, it seems like it was named after him. Yeah. But and even though it wasn't. It's probably the single most successful parasite like of all wow. time. Wow. Yeah, because it can affect pretty much anything that's warm-blooded. It's all over in humans, and it's single-celled. And yeah, it's, it's an amoeba, And it lasts right? throughout the lifetime of a thing. Oh, goodness. So you is yeah. when you have it, it, you have it. Yeah. They reproduce inside you. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, asex- they asexually reproduce inside right, you. Right, right. Budding they, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Not budding. Sorry, mitosis. Yeah. Um, they only reproduce sexually within the cat family species. And so cats are called the definitive host. Okay. And that's, and that's, yeah, we'll get to that. But I think that's where they want to be. Yeah. And it multiplies in the bowels of cats. So it makes little cyst-like things called oocysts. And the cat shits it out. Okay. And uh, cats are the only thing that shit oocysts of toxo. Oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So ev- nothing else shits out the oocysts, only so cats. So having it, unless you're a cat, having it doesn't mean that you spread it to others. Yeah, unless unless somebody eats your meat and doesn't cook it well. Okay. Um, and more specifically, probably your brain. Yeah. The oocysts the cats have, they only produce oocysts for about two weeks after becoming infected. And then they're done? And then they're done shitting out the oocysts. So it really doesn't have that much time. No, uh-uh. And the oocysts need about four days in the open to become infectious. So if you, like, really clean stuff really well all the time, it's not that. Okay, it's so maybe that. the primary spreaders of this are, like, outdoor cats. Yeah, or yeah. Or indoor-outdoor cats. Indoor-outdoor cats. 
after it after that after uh, the two weeks where they're shitting oozes, the toxo invades the rest of the body, and the immune system responds, and the toxo changes form and tries to hide in tiny cysts in the body, mostly in muscle and brain tissues. And the cysts resist medication, so it's hard to really clear them out. Yep, that's what I've heard. They're tough mm-hmm. little cysts, and they, they hide in them like they're uh, It's almost like, if you imagine, it's making like a cocoon of your own tissue, basically, by, by producing its own little chemicals and stuff that, to produce that effect. Yeah. And it makes like a little hardened cocoon that it lives in. It just stays there forever, like your entire life. So yeah, like I said, it can infect almost all warm-blooded animals, including humans. And we and those other animals are the parasite's intermediate hosts. Right. Until it gets in back into the cats. And we can intermediate hosts can spread it through to other intermediate hosts by consuming each other's like raw flesh or meat. undercooked meat. Gotcha. Um, and in the intermediate hosts like us, it can only reproduce asexually. And up to half the people in the world are infected but don't show any symptoms. In the U.S., it's around 23%, and in some places like France, it's up to 80% of people. They just have, like, a lot more feral cats or something? Um, they're they're more likely to consume undercooked foods and oh. raw, raw meats. Uh, um, beef tartare yeah. being an example. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how it spreads. Uh, initially, they infect cells and rapidly spread through tissues in the body, and after proliferating, they enter a latent stage... Like we talked about, hanging out in cysts that are like made by the immune system. And uh, they can in- survive in the environment for months in the form of oocysts. Oh, wow. So like after they exit after the, the body. After the four days, yeah. Um, but they're mostly spread through humans t- by eating improperly cooked food with cysts cis in it, especially venison, lamb, and pork. Oh, interesting. Um, I really did not know anything about that yeah. part of it. And uh, also exposure to cat shit with the oocysts in it. Um, but yeah, eating unwashed fruits and vegetables that are contaminated with cat shit can also spread it. So wash your vegetables really well. Yeah, especially if uh, a cat pooped on them. Like yeah. Definitely wash wash the cat poop off. And it's rarely spread through blood transfusion and also spread from mother to child. Oh, you can't see it, but I'm raising my eyebrows in shock. <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, like that's one of the biggest things you hear about is the risk to babies in pregnancy. Right. It's, it's the very reason why it's, well, it's at least part of the reason why women are, um, told by the surgeon general to avoid, uh, encountering cat feces. Like, yeah. And even cleaning, cleaning the litter box. Litter box yeah, while, while pregnant. They're pregnant. Um. Or trying to become pregnant. But there's actually no risk of the mother spreading toxo to her baby if she had already had toxo before becoming pregnant. Right, right. Because then it's entered the latent, latent stage. stage. And uh, her immune system has already fought it back into being encapsulated in cysts. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about types of toxo. Types? Okay. Yeah, so there's the acute, which is mostly asymptomatic in adults, but people with weak immune systems may experience the following symptoms. Uh, flu-like symptoms like swollen lymph nodes, headaches, fever, fatigue... Muscle aches and pain that can last for a month or over, and blurred vision caused by eye swelling because it likes to infect eyes too. Oh, and interesting! You can see like little tracers and shit. Oh, and apart uh, from all the tracers that you normally see from yeah. the various crap that's stuck in your um, yeah, in the, what is it? What is it? 
We learned about the, this in the eyes episode. In the very what, first episode. What's the plasma that fills the eye? Uh, he, uh, aqueous humor. The aqueous humor. Go back and listen to the eye episode if you want to be more smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We've forgotten all that shit. Also, young children, people with severely compromised immune systems, like people with HIV AIDS, uh, people on chemo, and recent recipients of organ transplants can get the severe symptoms. Oh, yeah, because people people with organ transplants are usually on um, immunosuppressants, so that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, so then they can get brain damage and eye damage from it. Oof. And uh, the latent phase of toxoplasmosis occurs in people with healthy immune systems and lasts for their lifetime. And they mostly get it in the form of tissue cysts, which can be present in the lining of the lungs, the heart, the skeleton muscle, the skeletal muscles. (laughs) 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 The skeletons are bones. (laughs) But uh, or maybe the nervous system, including the brain. Yeah, I think that's the most um, that's the most uh, or at least the most common. Yeah, the most in terms of like the the most symptomatic form of latent stage. The vast majority of people just have it in the latent stage, and there's no obvious symptoms. Right. There's some inferred symptoms. Like, there's like some statistical stuff. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, So, let's talk about how it's diagnosed a little bit. So, like, a blood test can determine if someone has toxo, and if and they can also tell if it's a new infection or if the infection occurred a long time ago. So they can they can detect it even in latent stage with the blood test. Yeah. Okay. Depending on how many toxo antibodies are present. Okay. So um, maybe if it's really old, like if you're in your 70s and you contract it in your 20s, it might be more difficult. You might have to perform more tests to actually get a positive result. Yeah, yeah. It's actually really hard to tell, especially just by inferring through symptoms because the symptoms aren't necessarily unique. Right, right. There, there are things that sometimes people have anyway, but like you may have more of. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about how it changes behavior. Um, it can increase dopamine. So, so, so it changes behavior primarily when it's it has infected the brain, correct? Yeah, yeah. When it's when it's in the latent stage and it's formed cysts in your brain that maybe slightly rewire tiny yeah. portions of your brain. It's been shown to increase dopamine and testosterone levels. Wow, for okay. example, and it's been shown in mice and rats that toxo infection can make them less averse to cat urine and cat odors. I, I think, I may, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I read somewhere where it said that they've even demonstrated that maybe it makes them attracted even to a sexual degree to pheromones that cats put out in their feces and urine. Uh, I heard mixed mixed results about that. Okay. Um, but it makes them more, it does make them more likely to be preyed upon by cats. Right, because, because it makes they're them less averse. Yeah, and, it just makes them ballsier. Mm, yeah, exactly. They're uh, less risk averse. They're less agoraphobic. So rats and mice like to hang hang out near the sides of walls. Right, because they don't like they're agoraphobic pretty much. Yeah, being ballsy as a as a rat or a mouse that usually like gets eaten within its first year of life as a, in the wild is mm-hmm. a bad thing to be. Ballsy's bad. Yeah, and they're also them. they're also neophobic or afraid of new things. Oh, okay. But toxo makes them less neophobic. Gotcha. And they move faster, travel longer, and pause for less time when placed in new areas. Um, so basically, it just presents a lot of behaviors that are more likely make them more likely to infect the determinate host. What did I say? I think that's the, what you said. The definitive host. Definitive. Yeah. I didn't think that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, 
because of all this stuff, they are actually somewhat mutualistic to cats because they make their prey more likely to be consumed. Holy cow, I never thought about that. Despite the fact that they have all of the hallmarks of a parasite, they actually make the cat's lifestyle a little bit easier under the right circumstances. Oh my goodness, that's actually really cool. I never even thought about that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And uh, so as far as people, how it affects people, there's actually a lot of contradicting studies about how it affects mental health. And I didn't really find anything about how it turns us into crazy cat ladies or cat-loving zombies. <laughs> Though I have heard which, that, yeah, that perhaps cat well, ladies are cat ladies because they have toxo, yeah, which seems and, kind of... And I extrapolated the whole mice thing a lot and told people the only reason that you love your cats is because you're fucking infected <laughs> with a parasite. <laughs> they, yeah. the toxoplasmosis domesticated cats by making us like them. Yeah, an yeah. An unlikable species. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't find that, and I was actually kind of... Sad and I was disappointed <laughs> that I didn't find it because I've been telling people that that for a long time. <laughs> that your cat's unlovable. Yeah, and in cat. fact, it's a it's a parasitic infection that makes you think otherwise. Yeah, yeah. But it, there has been shown to be a correlation between people with toxo and people with schizophrenia. A, cor- I've seen a that correlation. Too. A correlation, basically. And I think if if my like what I've read says that basically this correlation presents itself in the data when you just because when you look at people with schizophrenia they have a higher instance of having toxoplasmosis right, than yeah. the than the general population. Truth, um, but it has has actually been shown that people with toxo are less risk averse. And another study showed that people with toxo are more likely to get in traffic accidents. Yeah, I saw that. More likely to yeah, exactly mm-hmm. because like where where does in our modern in our modern lifestyle like you're operating heavy machinery without really thinking too much about that all of the time like if you drive yeah. a vehicle you're operating heavy machinery when anytime you do that mm. and so like so if you're even moderately less less risk averse you're not you're gonna... thinking about how the fact that you're you're driving 2 tons of uh, or like a ton to 2 tons of steel all around and not really thinking about how that could affect you or the environment yep uh so yeah let's talk about prevention and wrap it up okay um, so the best way is to properly prepare and cook foods. Okay. Um, and hate cats. <laughs> hate cats. <laughs> <laughs> Pregnant women are recommended to not clean litter boxes. Uh, treatment in healthy people isn't usually required at all. But people with HIV AIDS, people with recently received organ transplants, infants, and people with otherwise weak immune systems should be especially careful about Toxo. Okay, yeah. And, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. It's actually not really that big of a deal. Kind of like the flu in that regard. And like most of the time, you're pretty much okay. It's the flu, but uh, yeah, and you don't in really some have cases to, it's deadly. And you don't have to re- really demonize your cat or like other people's cats because unless they just barely got toxo, they're not spreading it in the form of their cat from their cat shit. Right. And uh, yeah, they're no gonna... more. Uh, 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 they're no more. I mean, they're just as much a host as anybody else, but they're no more like a vector for the disease than, yeah. than you or uh, me. Mm. And if you had toxo a long, if you got toxo a long time ago, then you're not going to be transferring it to your to your newborn, right? Um. So yeah, that's about all I have on toxoplasmosis. Oh Gandhi. shoot! Just give me plasma Gandhi. I'll just give, give me second. one second. I thought I had something. Um, think, think for a bit, and we'll just cut the time down. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh so uh, no editing required. I think I came up with it. Right. So um, there is a big push to try and get people who. So, like, basically, when your cra- cat craps outside, as opposed to, like, the litter box or even the toilet, like, if you've toilet trained it, yeah, 
um, when it craps outside, it's more likely to enter waterways. And so if your cat happens to be a vector at the time, one species that is particularly vulnerable to toxoplasmosis is sea otters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sea I've otters are very vulnerable to toxoplasmosis, mm-hmm. and it can have quite a wide range of effects. They can, like, effect. kill them in some, like, three weeks or something. Exactly. It just is really damaging to them for some reason. And so they've actually found, marine biologists have found that um, there are a number of die-offs that can be directly attributed to toxoplasmosis entering seaways um, across the West Coast because of, of, you know, either feral or house cats that are allowed to defecate outside who have shortly, you know, recently contracted it. And it it travels, like you said, it can survive in the environment for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And in that time, it can travel into the ocean where it is still uh, alive and still infectious and just enters the sea otters that way and uh, it can be quite damaging to them. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because they mentioned that in one of the podcasts I was listening to today and I forgot about and didn't put it into the notes. That's what I'm here for. So yeah, thanks David. Yeah. But uh if you don't got anything else, that's it for this episode. The explanations is recorded at Rabbit Pen Studios in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited and provided them sweet licks by Jonathan Cunningham. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Dexplanations. And if this episode taught us anything, it's that when the when the witch killings were going on in Europe, and speci- specifically in uh, <laughs> Germany and Bavaria, when they were killing all those cats, they were doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what to get out of this episode. All right. Oh, man, sorry. I, I guess I misunderstood. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> so, yeah, likely we got a bunch of things wrong. Uh, if you want to tell me about it, or if you want to clarify something we went over, hit me up at DeXplanationsPodcast at gmail.com. Tweet me at DeXplanations or comment on the Instagram of the same name. I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. We pretty much only grow with word of mouth, so please tell someone to s- subscribe. Oh, and as for you, if you were in the Three Bears house, you would be the Mama Bear's soup because you're just right. Bye now. We gotta change that part because you apparently misremember what the Goldilocks story is. Okay, yeah. It's the baby bear who has the who's yeah, has everything just right. The mama bear's soup is too cold. Yeah, the mama bear's soup is too cold, and the okay. daddy bear's soup is too hot. Let me redo that. We don't even have to cut it. <laughs> oh, and as for you, if you were in the three bears' house, you'd be the baby bear's soup because you were just right. Bye now. Mm-hmm.